Awareness Week, we're bringing you a special podcast episode where we'll be telling you how we at Beyond Autism support our learners so that when they become adults, they have the life skills to have their own personal ideal week. So just to introduce ourselves, my name's Rich Leroy. I am the deputy head at Parkhouse School. Our pupils are aged from four to 13, and we are based in Wandsworth, about 10 minutes from Clapham Junction. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm the deputy head of Tramhouse School. Our pupils are aged between 12 and 19, and we're based in the lovely Ellsfield. Hi, my name's Elizabeth Robinson, and I'm the head of Post 19. We work with young adults from the age of 19 to 25. We currently have two hubs in Wandsworth Town and also in Hammersmith. We're going to talk about how we develop on skills all the way from the youngest pupils all the way up to 25. So I'm going to start with when we get our new pupils at Parkhouse. So when we get our new pupils fresh to the school, we start with a six-week baseline assessment. So this is looking at the basic skills all the pupils have so we know how to set targets, develop a care plan for them, their individualised behaviour plan, risk assessments, all the things that we can set them up for their future targets going on towards their EHCP and their long-term goals. We have developed our own curriculums so that we can individualise the skills for the pupils. So we have maths and English grids that we have created from all of our assessments, which develop on skills from the pre-skills that pupils need to have in order to be able to learn. So these may be their ability to sit in a chair for a number of seconds, be able to attend with other people around, shared attention, and then we move into the academic skills from counting to the basic letter sounds. So our maths grids are um, divided into six areas. So we have number, money, pattern, space and shape, time, measure and using applying. And within our English, there are four areas. So we have phonics, grammar, reading and writing. On top of our maths and English grids, we also have science, PSHE and all the key subjects that every school has. And we're developing our own curriculums on those, which will all have um, hierarchies also and we also have an independence framework that we've created which developing the skills the pupils need to gain in order to become more independent and that's within group work at school to being out in the community to all their life skills so this has seven levels the level zero we call it is the barriers level this isn't a target based level this is how we assess the levels of the skills that prohibit the pupils from learning and then we have levels one to six. Le level one being the prerequisites, which starts all the way from being able to turn the head to where a noise is, to visual tracking. Level two to five is when the skills then get built upon, all the way up to level six, which we call the transition, where we're looking at um, possibly moving the pupils to less supported settings. So it kind of develops on the skills all the way from the basic, all the way to the more complex. So those assessment tools that Rich has kindly gone through are really important for when the pupils move over to Tram House and they carry on into the pupils' lives if they transition from Park House to Tram House, that is. So our curriculum follows a similar path in terms of Key Stage 4 and Key Stage 5 in the sense that our pupils access a wide range of curriculum areas, English, Math, Science. We've also successfully introduced computing this year for our pupils and PE. 
And that is supplemented at Tram House quite heavily by the ASDAN awards that our pupils work towards. So our year seven and eight pupils are working towards New Horizons. We have year nine and year 10 pupils who are working towards personal progress, which is actually a qualification. And we're really proud that our pupils work towards that qualification and are successful in taking away a qualification from their time with us in Key Stage 4. And then in year 11 and year 12, they work on transition challenge. And um, in the sixth form, they also work on a work right as Dan, which again supplements their work experience, which I will talk about in more depth shortly. Following on from Emma, Post 19 also continues to deliver qualifications for our young people with ASDAN, which is work right and towards independence. We also, within our curriculum, make sure that our students are following their preparation for adulthood guidelines and outcomes as part of the EHCP to make sure that we continue to develop their learning for their long-term aspirations. So as an organisation, we use the methodology of applied behaviour analysis, ABA, and specifically verbal behaviour, VB, because for us, communication is one of the key factors in order to establish our pupils being able to make choices so they can set their ideal week. So a lot of what we do is around their ability to communicate, whether that's using vocals, signs, so we use Makaton, or using alternative augmented communication. So we have some pupils who use PECs, we have some pupils who use ProLoquo. We'll find the individualised communication method that is best for that learner. And we use this across all of the learning so the pupils are able to make choices and be as independent as they can in order to give them their own voice. And we'll also support them in and other people in the community in order to be able to access the community, other schools, local facilities. And Rich has just um, hit on something really important there, which is pupil voice in every sense of the word. So we promote, I think, across all of our schools and services, pupil choice-making skills, whether that's through voting in um, one of our special events through politics week or whether that's through choice of something simple like what reinforcement they are working for pupil voice is something that we work on and becomes i guess more complex the older that they get for example for our sixth form pupils part of their pupil and choice development is around work experience and what work experience they go on to to specialize in in year 14 so we have developed a key stage five pathways model our year 12s and year 13s engage with what we call enrichment activities so they have a range of activities that they're exposed to through five different pathways which are horticulture hospitality and catering creative industries retail and community and manufacturing and after each enrichment activity that they've engaged in we elicit pupil voice from them and we've worked really hard to develop pupil friendly feedback forms so that they're able to give us an accurate response to the activity that they've engaged with. And if they haven't enjoyed it, it's really important that we know that we know that they haven't enjoyed it, because then it informs their choices that they make when they move into year 14. When they move into year 14, we look at the pupil voice that they've given us feedback on in year 12 and 13. 
and they have a specialised work experience placement in one of the five strands that we've opened up for sixth form pupils. And they engage, so for example, if they are really passionate about hospitality and catering, it might be that their one work experience placement would be in a hotel, but it would be within different areas of that hotel. So they might spend some time on reception, they might spend some time in the um, catering department, they might spend some time in housekeeping and they develop their skills in there and we're still gathering people voice even further even from the specialised strand so that when they go to Elizabeth in, in post 19 if that's their if that's their destination after secondary school then Elizabeth has a good starting point for them living their ideal week um, in post in post 19. Yes, that's definitely been the case for us at post 19. Some of the learners that have come from the schools have been quite vocal and informed about their decisions of what they'd like to do as part of their work experience. And that has helped us to sort different work experience in the community and working with potential partners that they might have worked with previously. And so we've got one young man who has now um, started in a catering hospitality restaurant to work twice a week and we're working towards him possibly getting full-time employment uh, within that setting and that is due to all the work that everybody's been doing across the years within Beyond Autism. So as an organisation we also support the families so it's about developing the people's self-help skills, finding out what the difficulties are at home. So we'll break down the skills into the smallest possible elements so that the pupils can have success so, for instance, we don't just teach pupils how to brush their teeth as a whole activity. It's broken down into 36 separate activities, starting from being able to pick up a toothbrush to identifying the toothpaste and building on those skills, all the while supporting the family so that these can be transferred, generalised home, so the pupils can be as independent as they can, so they're not always reliant on the parents to complete all of those daily activities for them. Functional daily living skills is something that is really crucial for our secondary pupils as well and is something which is built into their individual education plans as Richard said and trying to fade as much support when they're at secondary school for those independent especially around personal care tasks as much as possible. Yeah, independent living skills is paramount within post-19. A lot of our young people move on to supported living and we work closely with those providers uh, to transfer the skills that they've learned within school, but also within post-19 from, you know, brushing teeth, but also preparing maybe a simple meal, using a washing machine or a microwave to um, heat up some food or make a hot drink. So those skills are paramount for us to be teaching our young people so that they can live an independent life after leaving education at the age of 25. We try and incorporate our pupils into the community as much as possible to give them access. So not only so the pupils can have access, it's just so the community becomes aware of our learners. So, for instance, the Park House, our pupils have access to swimming, we go horse riding. We also have special events that we take them out to the community, for instance, we have road safety days. All the pupils have a risk assessment to make sure they're accessing the community as safely as they can and as independently as they can. And we'll also invite the people from the community to come into the school so they can learn about our pupils, learn about how we teach, learn about autism and learn about how our pupils can be independent and be values to the community. Community outings are something that is really um, important. And actually, the, the, pan the coronavirus pandemic has really highlighted the importance of continuing the work that we do with our pupils in the community. 
you know, even throughout the uh, periods of lockdown, we've been able to, um, and, and the rotation that the pupils have been on, we've been able to support our pupils in accessing the local parks, for example. And uh, we've got a pupil at the moment who is learning to ride his bike in the local park, which is a, is a wonderful achievement and an experience for that young person. Once the pandemic is is over, the, the community outings become even more important for our young learners. So once the community uh, reopens its doors to things like beauty salons, I know it sounds a bit random, but we will take some of our girls to go and get their nails done because it's something that they really like. And also it's a it's um, it's an experience that they would have in adulthood that their parents could do with them or um, their carers could do with them. We will have pupils who will create um, and design their own shopping lists and go to the supermarkets and, you know, go, go to the supermarket, pick up their um, pick up their food, come back to the school follow a recipe and um, cook their own lunch. We also have pupils that um, engage in things like, lo- you know, uh, local gardening opportunities, for example. Yeah, so um, just echoing what Emma has said, the local community aspect is very important for our young people. Um, we build on all of those, yeah, kind of foundations that Emma has mentioned of shopping lists and going shopping and accessing local parks or facilities. But I think something that is slightly different with our uh, curriculum for post-19 is that our young people are out in the community 50% of their week um, and where we also try and engage them in their local communities. So we support young people across 10 or 11 different local authorities. So we will have staff uh, picking students up from their homes and accessing their local community for that specific day. And I think that's been quite valuable for our students because as they become older and leave education, we want them to be active citizens in their own local community. As Emma said, we have been open the whole way through COVID. We have had offered days to all our pupils to actually access the school. The other thing we've done is we've spoken to the local authority about supporting the parents. So if, if the young people have carers for the weekend, they can come into the school so we can kind of give them a bit of a insight into ways that we've been working with the pupils or what we've been working on we're very open to supporting the families coming in to visit we're open to any other professionals coming in to meet with us we're also open to other schools who are looking to learn a little bit more about autism and how we teach our pupils and maybe some transferable skills that we can also learn from them we're very open door policy about sharing ideas with the community with other professionals and families also Thank you, Rich. just want to echo his words. And if you do want to find out more about how we do things at Beyond Autism, do get in touch. And we'd love to have a conversation and share our expertise with you. You can also look back through our previous episodes where we cover a range of topics and interview special guests from within the field. Thank you.